What's going on, everybody? Going to talk. <clears throat> We're going to deepen our understandings and observations that we have gained from the last two episodes about self-awareness and how you divide yourself. Uh, And, but now we're coming at this from a more interactive point of view. Um, how are you seeing others? Why, basically, there are other things I'm going to be talking about as well. Um, the first thing I want to talk about in this episode is judgment. What happens when somebody judges you, what does that do to you emotionally? <clears throat> um, you know, like if you're somebody who is feeling judged right now, you know, by something maybe that I have said or somebody else has said, what is really going on here is that well there's a couple things happening when it comes to this. And the second part is becoming aware of your own judgments about this person. Um, sorry, I'm just uh, moving this around here. Sorry about that. Um, we're getting cold again in Florida, so... Anyways. <clears throat> what is your emotional state with this person? When they are judging you, why? Or not why, but what is causing this? And... Uh, in particular, we're talking to about tone of voice. 
let's say that you have your own judgments about somebody or something, and <clears throat> maybe you think it's important, maybe you think it's necessary to talk about this with this person. How do you do it in a kinder way? Is uh, a question I want to ask here. And the answer, I think, is tone of voice. Um, I think the mo- main reason, not the biggest reason, but one of the big, one of the biggest reasons is the reason why judgments can hit so hard with people is because of tone of voice and the message as well. Um, you know, for instance, you can ha- you can have a judgment about somebody that is more critical that it is uh, like helpful um, meaning that like let's say you have a judgment about somebody that's like why did you do this to me you asshole or whatever you're, you're more critical um, you know, there's less kindness there and more candor right talking about kind candor (laughs) from 12 and a half and so when you have somebody else judging you I think one of the biggest causes of why you know that you get annoyed is because of these kinds of things things tone of voice you know, candor without the kindness, things like this. And the person judging you might not know how they're judging you, how this is not helping them get through to you. You know, because when you start to resist what somebody is saying, you have basically lost the plot. Meaning meaning that you, you're not dumb. It's not what I mean. What I'm saying is that when you start to resist what, what is being said, what what somebody says, or what emotional state that you're in whatever it is you don't really see the thing anymore now you see only the resistance uh, that's what it meant that's what it means um, and so you <clears throat> may also be guilty of judging this person and so ask yourself can I cast the first I love thinking about this uh, passage. I forget what part of the Bible it's from. And uh, I've been guilty of this, but it's something I'm trying to correct with more self-awareness and things. But the question that is, can you cast the first stone? Jesus was talking about somebody who people people thought was like a fallen person, like a sinner, whatever. Like, I think, prostitutes or something. Um, And his response to these people were, if you are without sin yourself, you can cast the first stone upon this person. Something along those lines. And if you can't, you know, don't cast the first stone. Um, And it's a really good parable over... 
way of understanding life because oftentimes we cast the stones that could just as easily be thrown back at us it's a and so are you judging this person back in your head what does that judgment look like is it the same kind of judgment are you using the same same kind of tone of voice within your head or out loud or whatever uh, you know this kind of thing the other question is how do you now act around this person and I'm talking act as in a more behavioral sense uh, do you tell them your judgments about them at that point do you get angry do you shout do you get annoyed or do you try to act invisible with this person just trying to be as small as possible or something in the middle you know it could be any kind of thing like this uh, and you know think about your mind that's very amazing but it's also very sneaky and it sneaky and it gets you into a lot of problems with yourself is you may not be aware of why the you two seem to have such a problematic relationship with each other because you you both are unaware of how you judge each other and how you act around each other You know, one person is acting angry and has harsh tones, tone of voice, while the other person is just like, okay, whatever, and is kind of more passive-aggressive, right? <clears throat> but you aren't, but you might not be aware that this is happening because you want to have the self-image of yourself that says that I am caring, I am loving, I am a good person. I act in good ways. You know, this kind of thing. Um, and so, your resistance to this person may be justified. Or it may not be. I think, to a certain extent, there is a good justification for resistance. I'm not saying that I am... That I would continue this resistance. But I'm saying that your emotions, your mind has a good reason for keeping this going. And so you have to become aware of your emotional state when this is happening. You have to become aware of your thoughts when this is happening or afterwards. And uh, notice what's really going on. And, you know, the thing about this is is you may think this is going to be very uncomfortable for you if you aren't a person who typically indulges in their emotions or typically tries to even notice their own emotions. Um, you, th you may think that this is actually not good, not a good idea, is illogical, whatever. Um, <clears throat> and my answer to that is actually... The opposite is illogical. When you do not 
face your emotions look up look at your emotions with observation not necessarily with thoughts but with your observation skills when you don't do that they control you even if you don't realize it uh, and so it is actually illogical not to do this um yeah, but you you may listen to me and you may ignore what I'm saying because I've done the same thing. I know how that goes. I know how that works. Um, I'm coming directly from where you were in a lot of ways. Uh, so this episode is going to be kind of going into becoming more self-aware using your relationships using the way you interact with family, with friends, with whatever it is, so that you can start to become aware of some of these, like, programmings that you have in your, your mind. You know, like the episode I made a while back, well, it's not that long, maybe like a week or so, called Sometimes It's Nobody's Fault, uh, going into how a lot of us have these pre-programmed roles within ourselves that are caused by these kinds of uh, emotional undertones and stuff like this. So, anyways, hope you enjoyed this episode and this segment so far. And I'll talk to you in the next one. So, to finish this episode on judgment, or this uh, part of the episode, what do you do when you have a judgment or when you're around somebody who is judging or criticizing in this way. Um, and I'm going to give you some steps. I'm going to give you some things that, that you can do. Um, one of the things you can start to do is become aware of the feeling of being judged, that feeling, what does it do to you? What? How do you behave? You know, this kind of thing, right? But also... Become aware, like if you are the person judging and you don't want to say it out loud, you can become aware of the judgment without giving it your implicit support. So this is a bit complex and it's something I might do an episode on because it is very experience-based. But if you, there, there are basically two ways in which awareness can kind of work. One of them is where you, you observe things. And you're not necessarily feeding them with uh, energy. And you are just kind of like observing them without judging or without agreeing or disagreeing within your own levels of awareness. Um, But there's another level where awareness is automatically grabbed by something. And starts kind of feeding it with automatic support, with an implicit kind of support. Um, I call it investing in your thoughts because it's like a heavy focus. Um, The difference between observation and focus is that observation is kind of mild or light to mild to moderate uh, strength. When you're becoming observant of something, you're not feeding a ton of energy into it 
like you would necessarily if you were focusing on this. But when you focus on it, you give it all this rapt attention. Uh, it's almost like you give it like your implicit support in this way. Um, it's hard to explain it better than work uh, better than this, but um, it's something that you just have to look, experience. Um, if you don't under if you haven't experienced this, you don't really you won't really know what I'm talking about. Um, and so become aware of your judgment of somebody. Well, you know, you, you these are questions you could ask myself yourself. What is my emotional state right now? What am I thinking about, right? Um, and the reason why I start with the emotional state first is because it might it it probably will be a little bit easier to become aware of the emotions without interacting with them. Um. But you might be opposite. You might have the opposite thing where you. It's easier not to react to your thoughts. But typically, we all react more, react to our thoughts because the emotions are like driving, driving the thoughts, but the thoughts themselves are, what, grabs your attention, your awareness. It's actually rarely that you actually get grabbed by emotions, in most cases, you get grabbed by the thoughts themselves. Um, you know, if you're, you know, different, you might have a different, uh, way of asking these questions. You can ask, what am I thinking right now? What is my emotional state? Um, you know, you wait, you, you ask the question, what am I thinking right now? You observe your thinking, um, until you until you feel that difference, you stop giving it that implicit support, and then you ask the question: What is my emotional state right now? It really doesn't make a difference how you ask these questions in what order. Um, it just depends on which one of these uh, you can actually become aware of without becoming too caught up in them. Right, so. What if you do all these things, but you still feel like you need to tell somebody something? Uh, how do you do it, right? And I think the answer is, there's a lot of subtleties and subte- uh, subtexts to what you're, you're saying. Um, remember tone of voice. Remember um, that... You know when you're coming when when it, when you're coming from a place of judgment, you're going to be unable to really see the positives. But you might it might be good for you to actually tell the person the positives as well. You know, there's there's basically two ways to do this, right? You can start with the judgment, and then end with a positive comment, like, you know. I don't really like how you're making those cookies, but I like how you make uh, the salad dressing or whatever, you know, something like this. Or you could do it something like this. I don't really like how you're, um, or I like how you're making the salad dressing, but I don't really like how you're making the cookies. But, you know, the cookies are still, you know, good. Um, you know, something like this. Um these are two two basic ways in which you can ch- change how you uh, 
are talking to somebody. And you know, these things aren't really talked about. Like you don't really hear about these things actually. It's very interesting. Like they're usually telling you to like try and become uh more you know, loving and compassionate in this way, in different ways. Like, oh, let's communicate together and and there are things like that you can do. But I think there's very simple things you can also do like this that could work just as well, maybe even better. Um, you know, tone of voice is very important in this way. So hope you enjoy this segment, and I'll talk to you in the next one. So another thing you can do is to try to see both sides of the situation when you're judging. Um, I, I don't keep talking about judging, but it is a very important topic to go into because of the ways in which we judge and how this looks. But um, oftentimes why the reason why we uh, are critical is because we don't see both sides in a steel-manning kind of way. Uh, and so we can kind of like straw-man people, if not out loud, then in our heads. Like, for instance, you might hear somebody say that he doesn't think that Trump is a, a, a bad guy, but he does have a bad mouth. Mouth, You know, he doesn't have horrible positions, but he does. He is a bad guy. He does have a bad mouth or whatever, right? Um, if you straw man this person in your head, you're going to say, oh, he's a neo-Nazi. He's a white supremacist, all these things that people say. Um, when instead, you need to learn how to steel man somebody and say, maybe this person has good points, positions that he believes is true and has nothing to do with being racist or white supremacist. Something we need to learn how to do in this country, honestly, because um, it's very apparent that it's something that's very lacking in a lot of uh, our political discourse, honestly. Um, and the way to do this through the is what if what is called Hamlin's razor, which basically states that never assume malice when you can put it up to uh, ignorance or incompetence or something along those lines. I'm probably phrasing it wrong, but something along those lines. Um, and another one that's kind of similar, which I, I forget what it's called, but I think it's kind of like a corollary, which is always assume good intentions. of the person because if you don't assume that you're going to straw man this person so we have to learn how to steel man arguments so how do you steal some steel man somebody's arguments um and why would you want to do this right what's the point i'm going to make these two segments but the first thing you must do is become aware of your emotions your your thoughts when you're judging this person because the bulk of the reason why you straw man somebody why you don't see the best in their point or their mindset or whatever is because you are emotional your mind is going a million miles a minute about how dare they do this they did this mean or whatever it is. so become aware of these things you know like say like I've said before, what am, what is my emotional state 
What are my thoughts? Things like this. And become aware of these things. Until you start to feel a little bit of a distance between these things. And they, they're not as strong as they were. And then you start to steel man these arguments. Um, you can ask questions like, what is the best light that I can see this in? Whatever this is that you're struggling over, whatever this person did. Um, and you can think about this, right? And this this is a very interesting practice. We, we, you can do this in different ways, and there's different there's definitely different ways to do this. Um, you know, the question is, why would you want to do this? And the answer is because the the more that you do the opposite, the less aware you become. Number one, and the more you do this, the less able you are to actually convince people otherwise, because. They're just seeing that you're being critical of them and you're not really helping them understand at all. Um, and that's going to be a problem, you know. We're talking about relationships. One of the biggest causes of this is parents. You know, we... There, There is a very interesting correlation between parents' judgments and criticisms of teenagers and teenagers' rebellions. I'm not saying the parents are all to blame here, because I'm, I'm, I'm not going to make that argument. Um, but, you know, the, 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 the parents, when they tell the kid, no, don't do this, you know, if they're really rebellious, they're, they're not going to listen, they're not going to, because of the tone of voice, because of the things we're, we're talking about here. Um... And so, we need to learn how to do this. If, if we want to be better parents, be better, better people in general, be better able as well to deal with our own judgments of people. Um, so, that's the first step in my opinion. That's probably the, the main things that you can do in these kinds of situations. So, I think that's going to be the end of this episode. Um, I wanted to make it a bit different, but it basically just ended up being about judgments, but I think it worked out this way for the best. So, I'm going to end this and then submit it to Puppy Published so that you can enjoy... Hopefully, hopefully you can use these techniques in your own life, get some benefits. Um, Because you see, the thing about all this here is that we're we're hybridizing. We're using a little bit of logic, a little bit of mindfulness, a little bit of kindness, and that's how we ended up getting the best of both worlds here as far as I can tell with these with this content with this uh episode. So thank you for listening. If you have any questions you can DM me on Twitter at the specifist one word and I will talk to you in the next one.